Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Dan McKinney, and this is episode number 225 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I am talking about the seasons of New York's baseball teams, the Yankees and the Mets. New York is arguably baseball's biggest market, and it's always important for the city's teams to be relevant. And thankfully, that's been the case this season. Let's start with the Yankees, who had an historically good first half of the baseball season, where they won 64 of their first 92 games, during which Aaron Judge hit 33 home runs, Garrett Cole won 9 games, and they had the best bullpen in all of baseball with Clay Holmes and Michael King, and the team hit a league-leading 157 home runs. They felt like the Yankees of the 90s, who won 4 World Series in 5 years. The Mets similarly had one of their best starts ever, starting the year 58-35 and after having a big off season, naming Buck Showalter as their manager, signing Max Scherzer and Starling Marte. It has also been a massive bounce back season for star shortstop Francisco Lindor. There was a point in the season where you could have said the two best teams in all of baseball shared a home in New York City as the New York Yankees had a 13 game lead in the American League East at the All-Star break and the Mets had a commanding 10 and a half game lead in the NL East in early June. The second half of the season has been a different story, especially for the Yankees, who started the second half of the year 15 and 25 and had a 20 game stretch where they went 6 and 14. And over their past 20 games, the team is 10 and 10. So the question is, who are the real New York Yankees? Are they the powerhouse team of the early first half or are they the team they've been so far this second half of the year? I mean, the only reason we're talking about the New York Yankees right now is mostly because of Aaron Judge. Well, in the first half of the team, they felt like a great team. Now they feel like an okay team with a great player. If you asked a majority of baseball fans right now who is going to win the World Series, a majority of them are not going to say the New York Yankees, and that sounds crazy considering how great they were the first half of the season. The consensus is as a team, they peaked far too early. I mean, when was the last time we really felt like the Yankees were the best team in baseball? Since July. That's how long the baseball season is. This isn't like other sports. It's a 162 game marathon, not a sprint. If I had to pinpoint the biggest difference between the first half New York Yankees and the second half New York Yankees is the elite bullpen is just no longer there. Clay Holmes has not been the same guy. They lost Michael King for the season. Aroldis Chapman is a shell of himself. He's in and out of the rotation. He lost the closer job early on in the season. They no longer have that reliever who can get out at a consistent basis. Chad Green is not there right now. They don't have those familiar names. The Yankees are also a team who have a lot of star names. Like we know the name DJ LeMahieu. He's a two-time batting champion, but he's not the same DJ LeMahieu. They have Giancarlo Stan, but he's not the same MVP level Stan that we've seen in the past. They have big name players who are quite frankly not living up to those big names. When I think of great Yankee teams, I think of not the star players. I think of the role players and this team really does lack those role players. Like in years past, they've had a guy like Gio Urshela 
who came out of nowhere and really produced for them. Look at what's happened to outfielder Aaron Hicks. I mean, he was a guy who was traded to the Yankees from Minnesota. He revived his career. He got a big contract from the New York Yankees, and he has been a shell of himself this season. Their lineup is not that deep. They have some really good players. I like Glaber Torres. Aaron Judge is a superstar. They have Giancarlo Stanton, but their lineup is not as deep as it should be or as it was in the beginning of the season. What's happened to the New York Mets in the second half of the season is a completely different story. They've lost their lead in the NL East because the Atlanta Braves, who last year won the World Series, are finally playing like the team that won the World Series last year. This isn't so bad on the Mets. Like, I've seen Mets collapses before. I was there when Johan Santana and Tom Glavin both lost crucial games to the Florida Marlins years ago. I've seen Mets collapses. This is not a Mets collapse. This team has been really consistent all year long. And unlike the Yankees, have survived some major injuries. I mean, they played games without their two aces in Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. They survived those injuries. This team is super deep, especially with their position players. They have guys who are not household names who have really produced for them, like Mark Canna and Daniel Vogelbach, who they got from a trade. They also have something the New York Yankees do not have right now, an elite closer. The New York Mets are one of those teams that have an elite closer in Edwin Diaz. Not a lot of teams in baseball right now have that guy. This guy has been lights out this season. He has 31 saves and a 1.40 ERA. And this is a guy that Mets fans wanted out of town just a few years ago. One of my observations is the New York Mets are just a lot younger than the New York Yankees. Like, I look at the Yankees and I think they are a very old baseball team. Yes, they have Aaron Judge, but they also have Anthony Rizzo, who hasn't been the same the second half of the season. They also have Josh Donaldson, and again, DJ LeMahieu. Like, these are not guys who are in the prime of their careers. They're at the end of being relevant. Josh Donaldson is not the former MVP he used to be. Stanton is not the former MVP he used to be. DJ LeMahieu is not the batting champion he used to be. The Yankees' future looked a lot brighter when they had three future stars in Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Glaber Torres. Now only one of those players has emerged as a premier superstar. Gary Sanchez is gone. He's on the Minnesota Twins, and he's not really all that relevant. And Glaber Torres isn't nearly half as good as we all thought he was going to be. He is a good player, but the Yankees thought that this guy was going to become a superstar player. Instead, he's a guy who's got a lot of power, but is hitting below 250. I would say if you go back and look at the history of the Yankees being one of the most dominant teams in the history of sports, usually when they win the World Series, it's because they have a great team, not just one player. Look at those Yankees of the 90s. They didn't just have Jeter. They had Jorge Posada. They had Andy Pettit. They had Tino Martinez. They had Bernie Williams. They had so many good players on that roster. And to counter that, look at the times when they had one dominant player and the rest of the team wasn't that good. I think of 2007, the year that Alex Rodriguez hit 54 home runs. That was a great season by A-Rod, but nobody thought the Yankees were going to win the World Series because that was one guy doing it alone. And then think of the Don Mattingly era. They had Don Mattingly, one of the best players in all of baseball, yet they never made the postseason. Right now, they are a team 
relying on one superstar player, and the outcome is unlikely going to be them winning a World Series. One of the reasons I think the New York Mets have a decent chance to shake things up in the postseason is because they have not one but two ace pitchers, Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. Both of these guys have won multiple Cy Young awards, and Jacob deGrom is a strikeout machine. There have been teams that have won the World Series with one dominant pitcher. You have two, that's going to raise your chances. Think of the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks who won the World Series off the backs of Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. The New York Mets might have those pitchers capable of doing that kind of thing to the National League and making it all the way to the World Series. I would not be shocked to see the Mets in the World Series. I think this current Mets team is better than the team that went all the way to the World Series in 2015. That team offensively really only had Yoenis Cespedes. This team has Pete Alonso. It has Francisco Lindor. It has Starling Marte. It has Jeff McNeil, who's a very underrated hitter. Both the Yankees and Mets have two of the best positional players in baseball. The Yankees, of course, have Judge, who, while I record this, has 60 homers on the season and is one away from tying Roger Maris's record with 61. And the Mets have Pete Alonso, who has 120 RBIs on the season and is on pace to set the franchise record. It's always a good thing when two of the biggest stars in the sport play in New York. These two feel like larger-than-life figures. They're gigantic. They feel mythic. They feel like they were built to play baseball in New York City. That's why so many people are anticipating what Aaron Judge is going to do this offseason because I do think it would be a huge loss, not just for the Yankees, but the city of New York to lose a star player like Aaron Judge. And I'm just thinking how anticlimactic it's going to feel if he ends up in a place like San Francisco. That feels beneath a star player like Aaron Judge. I think these superstar players like Aaron Judge need that massive market and New York is perfect. It's the perfect marriage between superstar and player. The same thing can be said for Alonzo and the Mets. Both the Yankees and Mets have ultimately done what they've needed to do this regular season. They've made the postseason. The Yankees are likely going to win the AL East and the Mets have a chance to win the NL East. Right now they are one game up on the Braves but at the very least are a wild card team. The success or failure for both teams is going to come down to the postseason. The Yankees have had a rough go at it this second half but making it to the ALCS or even winning the whole thing would surely make up for all of it. I think they have a decent chance because of their starting pitching. The Yankees have Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez who has had a breakout season and Jamison Tyon who is underrated. The team also of course needs to get back to hitting home runs and not just Aaron Judge. They need Giancarlo Stan to play like the elite player he is. He struggled mightily this season hitting just 209. He's got 27 homers. If the Yankees win it will be because of Judge and Stanton. Judge is great but he can't do it alone. I do think Anthony Rizzo is the type of player who is going to step it up once it becomes the postseason. Like he's just a guy who is there when the team needs him. Like he hasn't had a great second half but I think Rizzo is going to play better come postseason time. As for the Mets like I said earlier they have two aces. One in Scherzer who has already been a huge part of a World Series winning team. The problem is they are going to run into is the LA Dodgers. The team who has been the best team all year long. They are deep and full of stars. The NL is far better than the AL in my opinion. The Mets would have to at least go through Atlanta, 
St. Louis or the Dodgers. The American League, the Yankees really only have to worry about the Houston Astros because I think some of these other playoff teams, the Indians, Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners are good but super flawed teams who I think the Yankees are better than. The Astros are the team who I think could sweep the Yankees in the postseason. They have Justin Verlander. They have Jordan Alvarez. They have so many big names. Alex Bregman. They are the elite team in the American League. The National League is so much deeper. The Brewers are a very good baseball team. The American League is just super weak. So even though the Yankees have had a really bad second half, I still wouldn't be shocked if they somehow limp into the American League Championship Series. And I think that says just how bad the American League is that a team like the Yankees can have a terrible second half and still be viewed as a favorite to get to the ALCS. Part of that is because some of those teams that we thought were going to be really good at the beginning of the season in the American League just haven't been. And I'm looking at my Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox. These are two teams who were supposed to be legitimate World Series contending teams. They have been so bad and inconsistent all season long. There have been some glimmers of them both playing really good, but for the most part, they have been massively disappointing. And that leaves the door open for the Yankees and Astros to be really the only two teams who have been dominant in the American League. Even with how bad the New York Yankees have been the second half of the season, they still have the second best record in the entire American League. That shows how weak the league is. The National League, it's going to be way harder for the Mets to reach the NLCS than it's going to be for the Yankees to make the ALCS. I honestly think a lot more is at stake for the Yankees. If they are eliminated early in the postseason, major changes could be made. They could possibly move on from manager Aaron Boone or long-term general manager Brian Cashman. Either way, the Mets should look at this season as a success. They've been as good as advertised and have never been viewed as World Series favorites. The pressure in New York in October is going to be all on the Yankees. Their deadline moves like trading for pitcher Frankie Montas haven't paid off, but the great thing about baseball is they can make up for it by winning when it matters most. That's one of my favorite things about postseason baseball. Entire seasons can be redeemed with one swing of the bat. I mean, that's the amazing thing. It feels like the Yankees have been done for so long, but they still have a chance to make up for everything by having a great October. It is crazy to think about how much of an afterthought the Yankees have become. I mean, this was a team that was being compared to the 2001 Seattle Mariners. They were thought of to be a 100-win juggernaut. Now, they wouldn't make most people's list of the top five teams in all of baseball. Another reason there is more pressure on the Yankees than the Mets is due in large part to their history of winning. They have 27 World Series titles, let alone the fact that this might be the last season in New York for Aaron Judge. I think he stays, but if they get eliminated early, he might look around the league and say there are better options of places for him to play. There's also a big upcoming free agent on the New York Mets that nobody seems to want to talk about. The fact that Jacob deGrom, 34-year-old, two-time Cy Young Award ace, is a free agent at the end of the offseason. I think the Mets really do have to take advantage of the moment right now that they have Scherzer and deGrom on the same pitching staff because they might not have that duo together for that much longer. I have no idea how Jacob deGrom feels about his long-term future with the New York Mets. He's one of my favorite pitchers. I really do 
like the New York Mets. I want him to end his career with the New York Mets, but he is going to be one of the most coveted pitchers this offseason. It would be one of the craziest offseasons in the history of baseball if the Yankees lose Aaron Judge and the Mets lose Jacob DeGrom all in the same offseason. It would just feel wrong. If this is the last season for either player on these teams, those teams need to take advantage of the moment. The Yankees need to take advantage of the fact that Aaron Judge is having an all-worldly season, and the Mets need to take advantage of the fact that they have two aces entering the postseason. They have something that not a lot of other teams have. The Dodgers don't have two aces like this. The Cardinals don't have two aces like this. The Braves do not have two ace pitchers like this. I haven't really talked about either team's managers, but I think these managers also have a lot to prove. Aaron Boone has won a hundred or more games a couple of times as the manager of the New York Yankees, but yet he doesn't get a lot of respect around the league. Like, he isn't talked about as one of the best managers in all of baseball because he hasn't won the big games when it matters most. When you are manager of the New York Yankees, it doesn't matter how many times you win 100 games. At some point, you need to win a World Series title. Joe Girardi won one time, but he was given, what, a 10-year career as manager of the Yankees. If Aaron Boone wants to have longevity as manager of the Yankees, at some point, he's going to need to be holding a World Series trophy. And on the opposite side, you have Buck Showalter, who is one of those baseball lifers who have yet to won the World Series. I think a lot of people are rooting for Buck Showalter to finally win a World Series championship because they view him as one of the best managers in baseball the same way they view Dusty Baker. I think it would be icing on the cake of a great career for Buck Showalter to finally win and win with the New York Mets. The pressure is all on Aaron Boone. If Aaron Boone loses in the first round, I think he is fired. I think the Yankees are going to keep Brian Cashman. They love that guy. He's been the general manager since 1998. The fall guy is going to be Aaron Boone. I'm not sure if that's fair or unfair, but you're the manager of the New York Yankees, and if you don't win, usually you're the fall guy. I will say, as big as a fan of Brian Cashman as I've been, he has not built a great team around Aaron Judge. He didn't make the right trade deadline moves. I'm not going to blame him for Frankie Montas not paying off, but he should have gone out and gotten another big bat to go along with Aaron Judge. Andrew Benintendi is a very good player. He made the all-star team. He's not the type of guy that moves the needle for me to go from a good team to a great team. I like Andrew Benintendi. He was really good when he was a member of the Boston Red Sox, but adding him to your team isn't enough. Do you know what the Yankees of the past would have done? They would have traded for Juan Soto. I want the Yankees to act like the Yankees, the evil empire, the team with the most money to spend. Could you imagine a baseball team with Aaron Judge and Juan Soto? We missed out on that because Brian Cashman didn't pull the trigger. I'll end the podcast on this note. I would enjoy a rematch of the 2000 Subway Series between the Yankees and Mets. The series would get high ratings and would be star-studded. You had Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stan, Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. I think it would be the best possible World Series matchup we could get. We've seen Dodgers-Astros. That series would all be about a scandal that no one really cares about or wants to talk about anymore. The Yankees versus Mets would be the ideal World Series matchup. And just the fact that right now it is a possibility
possibility has me hyped for the postseason. Without knowing how it's all going to end, I'll say this. I think it's been a great season for baseball in New York. Aaron Judge is having an all-time season. Pete Alonso is having an all-time season. Both teams are in the playoffs. Both teams have a chance. I mean, how many years has it been the Yankees are very good and the Mets are really bad? And the fact that they're both in contention and are both going to make the postseason is good for baseball and good for its fans because baseball needs the city of New York. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.